It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Well, it's not Tim Weisberg. It's Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light filling in for Tim again. Tim is out in Sault Ste. Marie in Michigan in the uh, Midwest uh, at one of his uh, uh, spooky conventions. And so uh, you guys are stuck with with, with Jack. Uh, uh, so um, uh, I have I have Tim's same progressive philosophy. So hopefully it won't be too... Um, too bad for you. Too much of an abrupt change. Uh, it seems like every time I fill in here, the um, the weather is gloomy and 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 overcast. So uh, uh, I don't know whether that's an omen or not. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred are the phone lines. If you want to call in, if you're up this early, uh, maybe you're up late watching um, uh, uh, former President Trump's charging in. Um, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, one of 19 defendants uh, charged by the district attorney, the county attorney in, in Atlanta with trying to prevent uh, the counting of the votes, the legitimate votes in Atlanta. It's a, a seminal moment in American history that a former U.S. president should be charged with uh, uh, trying to prevent the legitimate counting of the votes. Uh, I know um, a lot of my conservative listeners will not want to hear that, but but that's those are the facts, sir. The, the country remains remains deeply divided over this um, over this uh, I, I guess altering philosophies. And um, but we always have been able to do the peaceful transfer of power until uh, President Trump. Did you see the mugshot? My goodness, my goodness, that was a mic shot for, for all, all, um, all time. Uh, Trump is scowling into the camera. Some of the other 18 defendants also scowled. A few of them smiled. Uh, but um, he is having none of it. Uh, the reports are that the Trump team discussed how they would do this mic shot, how they would um, uh, project that image to the country. I have to say it's, a, it's an iconic image already. I think it'll take its place right up there with um, Andy Warhol's Marilyn Monroe and um, uh, other famous images uh, as an iconic um, image for our time, the early 2020s. Uh, President Donald Trump charged uh, with fraudulent uh, conspiracy to uh, prevent the counting of uh, uh, votes in the state of Georgia. Something else. Uh, how do you feel about that? Give me a call, uh, 508-996-0500. I don't have my music bumpers yet this morning, so hopefully I'll get that figured out in time. Uh, what else is, is, is going on today? Um, uh, I have a column up in the New Bedford Light this morning um, on the continuing saga of the Star Store closure. Uh, how upset are you by that? Do you, do you think it doesn't make a difference to downtown New Bedford? I live in the downtown. I think it makes a big difference um, for the artists to be leaving. I, ha- I have to say it's been like a, uh, a wake at the Star Store all week. The um, students, most of whom are in their early 20s, 
have been given a until Friday, until today, to get everything out of there. And if they don't get everything out of there, they'll lose it. We're talking about sculptures, paintings, tapestries, uh, um, ceramic um, creations, uh, you name it, all kinds of art having to be te- packed up and shipped over to UMass Dartmouth, where many of those programs have never been, because remember that the Swain School of Design was the predecessor to UMass Dartmouth, and that was followed by UMass Dartmouth down at the old Southeastern Massachusetts Technical Institute on Purchase Street, where my understanding is they were in two separate buildings, and then over to downtown New Bedford in the year 2001 when Senator Mark Montigny uh, created the legislation that brought them there. Senator Martigny is now being blamed by a lot of people, including the, New Bed- the mayor of New Bedford, for being the person who um, unwisely took the funding for the lease um, out of the state legislation. It looks like uh, Senator Martigny says he couldn't have kept the funding in because the, the um, debt service is paid off and it would have been just giving money to a private developer the private developer, Paul Downey of Mattapoisett, uh, says that he has a right to that building now. He's found um, a loophole where the state didn't, where the university didn't notify him in town, in time, evidently. So he intends to keep it. And because he intends to keep it, he wants to be paid the $2.7 million lease price. So um, we're going to see where all that goes this morning. I have a call on the line already. So let's let's go. You're on the line early in the morning with Jack Spillane. Where am I? Okay, can I hear you? The deep divide and the hypocrisy of the levels that we're supposed to have of safety and balance in this country. This is an outright sham. You damn well know it. You're probably doing an Irish jig waiter. You cannot see the hypocrisy and the degree of corruption here. And there's something wrong with you, Mr. Spillane. Well, tell, tell me, tell me what the, the corruption is specifically. Hello. Tell me what the uh, maybe the caller hang up. We'll go to the next caller. Uh, you're next on WBSM with Jack Spillane. Morning, Jack. Hi, John. How are you? Good. Uh, Proven. What's that? What's that saying? Uh, innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just because he has a scouring mugshot up on the screen doesn't even mean nothing to me. Well, I would agree with that. That's our system. Our I mean, system is innocent until proven guilty. I mean, he's not going to. It's 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 he's going to come out unscathed. I mean, in my in my opinion, he's not going to get charged with all this crap. So 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 tell I mean, me, John, why why do you think that? I, I have a I have a um, in an, a, a kind of like a I don't know. Okay, so. You, you said you live in downtown, right? Yep. So you park, so say you park your car, you know, on the street. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a driveway. Oh, there you go. So, okay. So anyways, you're, you're, you're doing your business or whatever downtown and you park your car on a, on a, on a side street with a meter, right? So you got a meter and uh, your meter runs out or you got a parking ticket. Is it illegal for you to dispute that parking ticket? Absolutely they, not. Absolutely. Okay. So. In my eyes, there's no reason why a former president can dispute the votes that were casted in Georgia. It, it doesn't make any sense. 
Well, he he can dispute them. I I don't think that the charges that he disputed them, the charges that he was trying to fraudulently not count some votes. Not count votes or trying to give. I thought it was he was trying to give. So so John, do you, do you remember that uh, recording to the um, Secretary of State of Georgia, who was a Republican, by the way, and that Secretary of State uh, taped uh, former President Trump and. He, what President Trump was saying is, all I need you to find is, I forget how many thousands of votes it was. Uh, well, that's the thing. It's 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 now it's it's I'm, I'm, it's funny you brought that up because all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, eighty thousand votes appeared, or how, however many votes appeared for President Biden in the middle of the night. But but that, that so happens. If you, all... there watching, if you were sitting there watching this election. Go down the tubes, and you're saying to yourself, "How is this geriatric fool, okay, getting elected or winning the election when, when clearly you have more supporters that turned out for you, more voters well, that voted for you, but yet you're getting trampled by this by this." Well, well, well John, let's let's just try to um, slow that down for a second, um, yeah, and yeah, let, yeah. let's try to keep it on. The facts of the law and see if we can, because I, you know, I, I like you. You're always nice enough to call me when I fill in yeah. and um, I respect your point of view, even though I don't agree with it. Um, so let's just take that. Uh, you say, how could a geriatric fool uh, have defeated him? Well, a lot of people think that Trump is a con man from my side of the aisle. So it's not going to get us. It's not going to get us. any. So it's not going to get us anywhere for me to call Trump a con man and you to call Biden a geriatric fool. The fact is that there's chocolate and vanilla and people are going to look at two different things and say, I like that better. And somebody else is going to say, no, I like this better. So some people, you know, I can, I can agree with you on that. Okay. I can agree with you. So some people are going to say, OK, yeah, Biden is old, but uh, I, I still think that he'll be better. And some people will say, well, I think. Trump is shady, but I still think he would be better than what we got. So let's just dispense with that and and argue it on the counting of the votes. No one, everyone can uh, dispute an election. We have that right here in New Bedford. When an election is close, we recount the ballots. People challenge it. Sometimes it even goes to court. But then the courts decide who won. And in the case of the 2020 presidential election in New Bedford... The court, Trump brought it to court after court after court, including courts that were dominated by Republican judges. And he lost everywhere because there simply wasn't any evidence that there was widespread voter fraud. So that, that's that's the fact. You know, I mean, you can say that, I mean, the, the most salient um, criticism I've read or heard is that there were... Um, election procedures because of the pandemic, which mainly included absentee voting and the counting of absentee votes that were changed in uh, some of the states that are, that are closely fought states and that some uh, Republicans didn't like those changes. Uh, President Trump objected to the absentee votes, although I think now the Republican Party, which traditionally has liked um, mail-in votes, uh, uh, is changing their position on on, on that. And so... There's some claims. I hope they get rid of those. I hope they get rid of those. There's some claims that 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 there shouldn't have been those mail-in votings, but there was, and the courts upheld because of the pandemic 
you know, even though we've always had mail-in voting to, to, to a greater or lesser extent, um, some states, uh, I think Oregon, is completely mail-in voting. That's the only way to vote in Oregon. So uh, uh, those are things that can be disputed. But in the end, we are a system of laws, a government of laws. That's what makes us different from China or Russia. And the courts decided that the, that the election was legitimate. But he still kept trying to gather... Um, uh, false electors and uh, to get the vice president to declare the election null and invalid, even though it had never been done in American history before, even though the courts had all said you have no basis for this. So that's where people think that there was a conspiracy to defraud, you know, the American people of wisely or unwisely the candidate that they had legitimately chosen for president. Yeah, I mean, well, uh I'll see if you can agree with me on one thing before I let you go. At least we can sure. the pot on and agree on something together. But I hopefully, um, mail-in ballots. Do you agree that mail-in ballots should be administered to those who are, let's say, sixty-five years or older, or should it just should you just get? I, Jack, when I in in, in uh, the two thousand and twenty election, okay, I got about four to five ballots in the mail at once i i got you know like I, the, the post guy i looked at the guy i said the, the postman i said hey i think you gave me too many he goes no they have all your names on them i said are you kidding me right now you know they had the little postcards you know like if, if you want a mail-in ballot you know uh uh send back this postcard or however they did it it was a little postcard you know yeah did, did, opened did. it up and i got four of those in the mail i says I, why am i getting these man i'm not i'm perfectly healthy at my age, I mean, I granted the government's not going to know if you're healthy or not, but, you know, it, it, I think the mail-in ballot, I mean, that's just a whole, that's just a big, uh, um, a big way for, I mean, in my eyes, it, it, it leads to corruption. It really does, because I could, I could mail-in ballot, you know, 10 of my neighbors down the street. I could say, yeah, I, I request 10 of them. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't, I don't understand that. I, I really don't. Well, well I, 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 I think that there are systems that have to be um, employed to safeguard the mail-in ballots. But it's like even if you vote in person, there has to be safeguards. How about so that, voter IDs? Voter ID. Well, vo- voter, ID is a, voter ID is something that I actually support. But I think that the government needs to pay for it because not everybody has a license. You know, in most places, there's a driver's license. And because everybody doesn't have that and everybody can't really afford to have that, you have to have a government ID. But the conservatives object to having IDs for everybody because they say that it's Big Brother watching you. So I would not object to voter ID if the government supplies a voter ID for everybody, which in most countries they do. Uh, so, you know, as far as the... the um, uh, the the, abs- the 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 mail in voting system they do have to call the voting list regularly and they do have to be careful that they don't have duplicates but they have to be careful in person too if the same name is appearing in the same voting district more than once that's their job to check that you know the, all, all, they're not they're not doing that though ha, 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 well all the experts say that 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 they are that 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 that's, that, that's, that's, that's complete you know what that's complete no okay. So, prime example. I mean, and, I, and I'll make it fast. I know you're going to take a break. But I, F- find, find me one. Find me one case in New Bedford of, of of multiple people voting in the same district. 
Oh, by the same name. You know I, I'm gonna end, Jack. I'm gonna I'm gonna go undercover on this next election. Okay. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna record it. Okay, that there is voter fraud. Okay, when that lady opens up that book of names, there's no way for you know she should have a um like a a little you know privacy screen or something. She opens up the or he he or she opens up the book right in front of you. Number one. Number two, you can read all your names of your neighbors, whether they're a Republican or a Democrat. They'll have a it's, big it's, R. When you register to vote, it's public knowledge. Whether you are registered to vote or not, it's public knowledge. It's public. Let's say, let's say my neighbor, okay, doesn't go to vote yet before me, right? And I'm at the poll. I'm, I'm, I'm at the polls. I'm at the, I'm at the polls, waiting, waiting to vote. Okay, I get up and she finds my name and she goes to my name. Well, guess who's right above me, Jack? My neighbor. And let's say I don't see a check mark on my neighbor's name. I'll go vote. I'll go wait in line again. Come back around. Oh yeah, hey, uh, uh, I'm so and so. She hasn't checked my ID. Yeah, but, but I've but, given these. I've given these polling people my ID before, just to just to get a little yeah, laugh out of them. Well, okay, and they're like, oh, we don't do that here. Well, you know, you should. You should start. Well, you know? so you're, you're you're outlining cases that are possible, but you haven't given me a demonstration of it happened here. And all the people who monitor elections say it doesn't happen that way a lot. And so that's, that's the objection. But, but John, you're a great caller. I, I appreciate right, you right, calling this morning. And I got to go to a commercial break here. Bye-bye. All right, we're back. This is uh, Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light sitting in for Tim Weisberg. We have about a minute to go before Adam, minute and a half to go before Adam Bass comes back with your morning headlines. Uh, so I'll try to filibuster a little bit uh, until then. Um, so later this morning at the 8 o'clock hour, I have some interesting guests. If you uh, read the New Bedford Light, which is always free online, just go to newbedfordlight.org. You will see my article um, this morning on the Star Store. It's my second article about the closure of the store, which is happening today as we speak. UMass outplays New Bedford on the Star Store is the title. So I'm going to have two guests come in that will will talk to us about what happened at the Star Store. One of them is Don Wilkinson, the longtime uh, arts critic for the New Bedford uh, Standard Times, who I've known for a long, long time. And the other is Trisha K. Smith, an alumna of artist of, of the Star Store, the College of Visual and Performing Arts in downtown New Bedford, who now teaches at Tabor Academy in in uh, Marion. And they'll be telling us the inside story of what the Star Store is and why they think that this is a loss that the city just can't accept, um, the loss of, of, of the, the Arts University in the heart of the downtown. Many people credit that university for the revival of the downtown we've seen in the last 20 years. And they think once the school leaves and the artists over time leave, it'll be back to I don't know. What did you have? Just think about it. What did you have in downtown New Bedford before the Star Store came? Uh, it's time for Adam Bass, and let me hit that button now. Is that my one? <laughs> Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Carr Show. Well, I'm, I'm not here today Carr, to announce the appointment of David Weiss as a special counsel, right consistent now. with the They're Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. Donald Trump surrendered to authorities in Georgia yesterday after being indicted for his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. 
The former president had his mugshot taken upon arrival at the Fulton County Jail and was released on a $200,000 bond. Cameras will be allowed in the courtroom for Trump's arraignment. And he may be heading back to Atlanta soon after Thursday's surrender. Charlie Shaw is a local bails bondman who handled Trump's $2,000 bail. It was a historical experience, uh, one that I've never experienced before and probably never will again in my life. So a very serious experience, an experience we had to get it done right. And uh, I think we did. Unlike his other cases, Fulton County does not arraign a defendant on the same day they are booked or proceeded in jail. At the arraignment, where Trump would enter a plea in the courtroom, happens at a later date. Nearly 700,000 storms and businesses in Michigan and Ohio are without power after severe thunderstorms slammed the region with heavy rains, powerful winds, and at least one tornado. The storms charged across southern Michigan into Ohio after midnight, packing wind gusts up to 85 miles an hour and hail as big as an inch and a half. The Maui government is suing utility company for allegedly sparking the deadly wildfire in Lahaina. A lawsuit filed Thursday claims Hawaiian Electric Company inexcusably kept their power lines energized earlier this month despite wind and fire warnings from forecasters. At least 115 people are dead from the fires. China is banning all seafood imports from Japan after Tokyo started releasing treated radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean Thursday. NBC's Janice Mackey Freyer reports the water has been used to cool a nuclear reactor that melted down after the crippling 2011 earthquake and tsunami. The contaminated water used to cool melted fuel has been stored in holding tanks that are now nearly full, enough to fill 500 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Japanese officials say there's nowhere else for the water to go. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida gave his approval to begin the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant plan. He said in a cabinet meeting that the controversial step will be important to the plant's decommissioning and its recovery process. The water is expected to be discharged over the next 30 to 40 years. The United Nations backs the plan. And in sports, the Boston Red Sox beat the Houston Astros in their fourth and final game in the series last night with a score of 17-1. to The Sox are coming home today to begin a series against the L.A. Dodgers. And for all you football fans, it's game day as the Patriots take on the Tennessee Titans tonight at 8.15 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We have a bit of a rainy day in store for us. It'll become more intermittent later on in the later part of the day, but breezy and humid with periods of rain, some heavy at times, a few thunderstorms with it, high near 71 degrees. It tapers off later tonight, cloudy, breezy, with a few lingering showers and thunderstorms, overnight low 68 degrees, and for tomorrow, mostly cloudy, humid, with some more lingering showers and thunderstorms, high of 79. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420W. WBSM. Right now it is 66 degrees in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Adam, have you been over to the Star Store this week? No, I haven't, unfortunately, but I have been keeping in contact with state officials. I uh, recently uh, talked to Chris Markey, Representative Chris Markey of Dartmouth. He he really wants to push for, you know, using the Star Store for something else now, potentially housing and uh, as a site for offshore wind building, apparently. So having the offices of offshore wind be in that apart or excuse me, that area. 
And it sort of follows the idea what Senator Mark Montigny wants to do and have the state take it over. And apparently he told me that the two are in conversations right now. So you've got a little bit of rare House and Senate back and forth behind Wait, the scenes. He's working with Senator Montigny to bring uh, housing or NOAA to the well, disaster? Well, not, not housing, but an idea. They're trying to plan out what they can do. They're, they're brainstorming wow. right now. Wow, because my understanding is that Montigny is still working to... Um, uh, bring the star store back to open it up again. And if he's working with I mean, Representative Maki, whatever you want to say, has been straightforward that he thinks that the artists have served their time uh, and, and it's time for something else in that building. But if he's working with Senator Montigny, even as Senator Montigny has been saying he's working with the governor to try to Reopen the building. I, I'm just shocked. Well, again, Jack, I should I should clarify that while you know nothing's set in stone, they are talking and they're all trying to find solutions. Obviously, Montigny has that priority of wanting the governor to take it over, but having these conversations suggests that there need there's going to be a backup plan. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, I hope I haven't put you too much on the spot uh, uh, by that. But if, if you go over to the building, uh, it, it's really like a wake or a funeral. The, uh, these kids who have come to the university understanding that they were going to school in that building and and having to go out to UMass Dartmouth where they, they understand there's not room for them. Uh, they're just in mourning. It's not just them either. Uh, I was talking to Ben Burke, who who's uh, the public radio NPR building is in the Star Store. He's very sad, too. All his colleagues are sad. It's like losing a, a family member. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the end of an era in New Bedford. And my personal opinion is that it didn't have to be that way. But we have a call on the line, so uh, we'll go to them now. You're next on WBSM with Jack Spillane. Hey, Jack. How you doing? Good. Good morning. So I don't, I don't know if I heard correctly... Uh, one of your previous callers, I, I just, just tuned in, so I might be getting this whole thing wrong. Were you talking about voter ID? Yes, we were with John, uh, John from Fairhaven, who frequently calls in. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I was, I, I have to say that that is something that the, the entire country needs to look into and do. And maybe not at the federal level. Again, if this should be a state level issue. Uh, but it, it really, really needs to happen because... Just as he was iterating that, you know, he can just walk in and then he can kind of like double back and, and claim to be somebody else. That is 100 percent true. Uh, I know my personal experience with people that live in my house. If I go and vote at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. and I can go back and I know somebody else in my household, my wife or my kid, uh, they didn't vote. I can go and vote for them. They don't even check. Well, if, 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 if you gave your wife's name, wouldn't they think that was a little odd? Uh, well, yeah, obviously. But if I gave either either two of my sons, both of my sons are of voting age, I can go. I can go three times, and they do not check. It's the correct address. They don't check me. They they can literally check me off. Check my name off at seven at noon. If there's a shift change or if the the, the original person is out to lunch. And a new person is checking people in. I can go under my son's name. They don't check. Yeah, and, well, and that's a huge problem. But I, I, well, where I disagree with you is that it's a huge problem. Um, to a certain extent, the American system has always been an honor system, and you can't misrepresent yourself. But th but, but when they do catch people misrepresenting themselves. As as they think they have with these people in the Trump conspiracy, that that they 
prosecute them according to the law. And right. I, so, I, I, so I, I get that. So, 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 so just let me finish. So I think that um, I'm not against voter ID. Unlike a lot of progressives, I, I don't have any big problem with it. The problem that I see is that you have to um, have it for everybody, including people who can't afford to get a license or who don't drive or who are disabled. I will 100% agree with you. It should be 100% free. But the, but the problem be, is that, that, that a lot of uh, socially conservative people f- feel that that is an invasion of their privacy and they don't want to do it. Almost every country that has democracy does it. But the, the, there is a strong, are strong forces in America that do not want uh, the government to provide an ID for everybody. They think that that will lead to the government spying on you. I don't agree with that because I, I think with social security numbers and everything else, the government I, already I, I has plenty of information. I, oh, I, I 100% agree, but I, I disagree that there's, so, that there's I, that's the first time I'm hearing that uh, conservatives don't want free ID. I, I believe uh, Wisconsin uh, has a free ID program, and that was with Scott Walker, who's an absolute buffoon, but uh, he was a conservative down uh, out there in Wisconsin. Now, on the flip side, I also believe that there should not be a financial barrier, one, to my ability to vote, which would be voter ID, but also for my ability to carry uh, my Second Amendment rights, right? I don't believe I should have to pay for my right to be licensed to carry. So I shouldn't have to pay for a gun license. The well, government that's, shouldn't provide that's, me with a firearm, but the government should not put a financial barrier between me and my right to obtain a firearm. Okay, so what, what's your name, caller? I mean, if, if, do you mind giving your name? Yeah, I don't uh, have yeah. to. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, so uh, Second Amendment rights is a whole other conversation, and right. I'm happy to have that, but it might take a whole program to do <laughs> uh, Second Amendment rights. I, I really think that that clause is about a well-regulated militia. I think right. in recent years, the court decisions have gone in the other direction. You and I could, take, could spend a lot of time talking about that. Um, I don't I don't mind charging for your Second Amendment rights. It's just like any other right. Uh, uh, I think that um, to regulate firearms, and I do believe in regulation, we have to have an orderly yeah, I, society. I, I'll agree with you, Jack. I, we yeah. should regulate. We should have I don't, I don't want mentally. I don't and, want and, mentally ill people and convicted felons and people right. who have have had, had domestic violence records running around with firearms. A thousand, a thousand percent. I'm a, I'm with you a million percent, Jack. And and but my my issue is, is is the financial barrier. If somebody is poor, just like if somebody's poor and can't and can't obtain a photo ID to vote, they shouldn't have to, uh, be, you know, unable to carry a firearm. You know, they 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 are asking permission by the government for a right. And I, and I look at that in the, in the same prism in regards to the voter ID. You don't but, want... But, but just think of it this way. To- but just think of it this way. The, the, the government does need to keep track of who is allowed to get a firearm and who is not. And there right. is a financial cost to keeping track. You have to hire somebody. They have no, to develop the systems. And someone's got to pay for that. So do you want to make the people who want the firearm pay for it? Or do you want to make the people, everybody else, pay everybody for it who else. may not even want the firearm? I say make the people who want the firearm pay for it. Well, I, I would have to disagree with you. You can take it out of my income tax, right? It, it, they yeah, but, the, but then to, they're going to take it out of my income tax, and I don't even want to own a firearm, you know? So, I, 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 yeah, I, mean, but I, I get, I get that. But you're, 
you're creating a financial barrier. Just, if you look at it as, as an A and B situation in regards to voter ID, because a voter ID is a right, or, or voting is a right, and gun rights are the right, and no right supersedes the other. So my, my Second Amendment right is being infringed on by putting a financial barrier, just as a, paying for a photo ID uh, is a financial barrier to my right to vote. So if you just take that away from the individual, the financial barrier away from the individual and put it on everybody, you know, and just pay through it through the general fund. They find All right. so I, I many got, ways to pay for something I, I uh, got my income tax. I got to interrupt your call because I got to go to a commercial break, but you're a you good caller and I hope you can talk night. Second Amendment rights on another day. You got it. Thank you. Very Have good. Have a good one. Take care, Jack. All right, we're back. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, sitting in for Tim Weisberg, who is on well-deserved uh, uh, venture, junket, whatever you want to call it, to um, uh, a spooky convention out in Michigan. And we've been talking about voter ID, the Star Store, a bunch of other things this morning. We have a call on the line. Let's go to them. You're next on WBSM in the early morning with Jack Spillane. Good morning, Jack. I got up just because I knew you were on. Otherwise, <laughs> Great. I wouldn't have got up to tell you the truth. <laughs> you know, uh, the local delegation on this all want the same thing to happen, I think. It's to keep the, the star store operating as it has, okay? But yet, instead of having, a, you know, sitting still, not saying anything, these discussions that are going on on the radio about I'm for this or I'm for that or maybe we can have this there, maybe... That all should have been done quietly behind the scenes and not on the radio. Uh, what happened to Senator Martini's attempt to get the governor in on this to get some backing from the governor? I think that's the main thing that should have happened. What's happened on yeah, this? Yeah, I forget your name, Carl. What's your name? Joe. Joe, you're a great I'm your Carl. your average Joe. Your average Joe. I don't think there's no anything average. This at all, but, but uh, I'm trying. Go ahead. I don't think there's anything average about you, Joe. You're a smart caller. I listen to you all the time. Um, so what do you think of the relationship of Mayor John Mitchell and Senator Mark Montigny? It seems to be very poor. They they still have not communicated about this a week after the announcement that the, the, well, the star again, store was leaving. Like in a card game, sometimes when you got Trump, you got to sit still. And some of these people should have sit, sat still until... Montigny got a response from the governor, which is what he wanted to do. Am I correct on that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think that the guy, it's been a week. Uh, I don't know if you saw my New Bedford Light column this morning, which is easy to get. It's free. I'm not digital, uh, unfortunately. Oh, I enjoyed you in the newspaper, but I'm not digital. Okay, because that's, that's, that's too bad, because it, you go to the library and they'll set it up for you. But well, uh, no. <laughs> uh, So, the... Um, the story this morning uh, quotes the governor's office saying, we're aware of Senator Montigny's concerns and we are aware of the concerns in New Bedford. We will have no further comment at this time. So that's a week after UMass announced well, they were leaving. Then, then if that's the response, when she comes down to the uh, Madeira feast, don't put her in the front of the line. Exactly. Okay, it, that's, that's all you can do. That would be my response okay, exactly. to the governor. If the governor feels she can only come down here to make Melisada. Yeah, okay. Joe, did, did you hear Adam Bass at the news break? I was talking to him, and he said that he was talking to State Rep Chris Markey and that Markey and Montigny have been talking together about putting housing I or don't know, Noah there? I don't know if that's for sure. 
or just, you know, I'm not trying to say he's Well, ag- again, I, again, I just like to say I, I, that again, it's just conversations it, being held right now of what to do in advance, like potential backup plans look, if all this look, fails. Look, 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 as far as that goes, you know, that's like saying, uh, I got a bird in the hand right now. Uh, maybe we can do something else. I don't think that's what should be said. If you take out that UMass Dartmouth Arts program down there, that's ripping the heart right out of the... Um, out of the that's stuff. what I think. Yes. And if it fits hearts and arts, you know. Uh, but again, the, the, the local uh, delegation uh, should have sat still, and if they had disagreements about this, kept it amongst themselves to show a united front to try to keep. Exactly. You know, and they haven't done that. Instead, they're playing who's the big, big man on campus. Okay. Also, they're pointing fingers. Like I wasn't exactly. allowed. That shouldn't to, have been done. I wasn't allowed to be involved. And if I had been, this is the mayor yeah. on the, on this radio station, the South oh. Coast Now, wonderful interview with Chris and Marcus did with um, Mayor John Mitchell. Well, uh, He's saying if I had been allowed to involved, I would have done something, but I was kept out of it. Unfortunately for the mayor, he's a former prosecutor, and he's not really a, a Jimmy Carter like type guy. I'm Jimmy Carter, and I'm running for president. He's not that type of guy. So, again, even when he tried to offer a fig leaf to the uh, city council about the uh, methadone clinic and say, hey, let's talk about this again, uh, they pushed him aside because, again, sometimes the job makes the man, okay? And, you know, so I, I, I understand his good intentions, and that's what he's trying to do, but maybe he's not the guy to be the mediator on this thing. I think jobs often make the person. Okay? Exactly. I, I think the mayor has good intentions yes, also. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I, you know, but but I, I, I think that having good intentions and having the political skills to be able to accomplish things are two different things. Yeah, he's not Jimmy Carter and he's not running for no. president. When you disagree with him, you get this cold, icy. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And, and, and the, the, the problem is that we really haven't had a challenger now in 12 years, and he doesn't have a really serious challenger well, this year again, so it's I, going to be 16 years. Well, Jack, that's where you and I disagree, because I know you're for the four-year term, and I'm not. I'm just happy that, uh, you know, uh, Mayor uh, Mitchell works hard at, the, at this, at his job, and he, I give him credit for that, and he's a smart guy and all that sort of stuff. But in the future, when Mayor Mitchell decides or has to move on or whatever and now we have a four-year term i hope we don't get a bum in the mayor's office as they did with uh in fall river because absolutely the term will be you know disastrous absolutely listen joe i gotta go to a break well, uh, but, but yeah, i just wish the, the people would not fight amongst each other if they did it they did it privately you gotta present a united front down here for the office i agree 100 percent. okay thanks, thanks joe bye bye